For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So welcome to this episode of the Rocks Pile Rockies Report brought to you by RocksPile.com. My name is Kevin Henry, one of the co-experts on the site, joined as always by my friend and fellow co-expert Noah Yingling. Noah, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, doing well. Enjoying a little Labor Day, uh, you know, so hopefully everybody out there is as well. So, but, you know, tonight uh, the Labor Day fun will end. Uh, we'll all start thinking about the work week ahead as well as the Rockies will venture back into Dodger Stadium for the first time since three straight walk-offs back. Uh, was that in June or July? That was June. Wasn't that was it? the end of June. Yeah. Ugh. it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? I mean, it By really. The way does. this season's been, oh my lord, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you brought up uh, some interesting stuff uh, before we got on the air. And, you know, I always like to look at the Padres series as the one that really turned the Rocky season, uh, into a mess, but you brought up the Dodgers series as really kind of the turning point and, and throw out what you found out this morning about that. So, well, the series after the Padres series over Father's Day weekend, um, the Rockies went to Arizona and they actually swept the Diamondbacks. They won eight, one, and they won the last two games, both by a score of 6-4. to four. However, the series after, they went to L.A. And they lost, I, if I remember correctly, it was actually three walk-offs. It was, it was at least two, though. Um, yeah. And that was June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Starting with that series, the Rockies uh, entering today, and then today's Labor Day, um, they have played 64 games. The Rockies are 19 and 45 in those games. Yeah. That's equivalent to a 297 winning percentage. So you're not even winning a third of the games. And wow. for a full season, that's equivalent to a 114 loss season. That would be one of the worst seasons in Major League history. That's you know, how bad and, they've been. Yeah, and, and we're witnessing one of the worst. You know, in franchise history, obviously, uh, you know, and and I think all of us, you know, are just sitting here going, this collapse is is crazy to watch. But we know that a lot of it comes from the Rockies being behind. And we saw it in this Pirates sweep, which, my God, could you ever imagine we'd be talking about a four game sweep by the Pirates at Coors Field? I mean, that's crazy. But every game it was they were behind quickly and had to try to dig back. And even yesterday, which I will say was a great outing by Jeff Hoffman, you still get behind right off the bat, 
and all of a sudden you've got that same, oh, no, here we go again. Now we've got to dig out of this whole mentality. And after a while, that weighs on you. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it was not a bad start by Hoffman. That's the, arguably the best start we've ever seen by him in the major leagues. Yep. I To be totally honest. And, I mean, still, for the second straight night, first pitch, the first pitch of the game yep. is a home run. Yeah. You know, and, and part of that is, yes, the Pirates being aggressive right off the bat, but they also knew that they could be because more than likely they were going to get a meatball right down the middle. And, you know, as much as as great as the Tim uh, Tim Melville story has been, uh, you know, and, and make sure you listen to our podcast with him, uh, Talking Barbecue, great guy. But as great as that story's been, the Pirates figured him out. And so to me, at least, other than Nolan being on a great streak right now, the highlight of the whole weekend, in my mind at least, was was Hoffman's uh, game yesterday and showing a little bit of promise. Yeah, and I mean, even with that, part of it with the, the Rocky struggles, I mean, part of it has been the offense has not been as good as it should be. And in these past 64 games or so, they've digressed some as as an overall unit. But I mean, the pitching. I, Right now, granted, Marquez is on the injured list. Gray's on the injured list. Oberg's on the injured list. Yeah. But, I mean, how many of these guys pitching right now on the Rockies deserve to be on a major league roster? Yeah. And, and You can and count them on small, one hand. Yeah, it's a small number. No question. And and to me, uh, I think that, you know, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I think your September has to be, what do you have left? And and I'm a guy, and I'm, I'm probably going to write something up about this uh, at some point this week, but, you know, I know Dahl is wanting to come back. I know Freeland is wanting to come back. I know Marquez is wanting to come back. But how much do we really need to see from a Marquez or a Dahl Versus a Freeland that we've still, I think a couple of starts this season would still benefit him greatly, but I'm not sure that we've got to see anything else from a Adal or a Marquez. I think it's more important in my mind to see Daza get a lot of playing time, to see Hilliard get a lot of playing time, to see Nunez get a lot of playing time and have these younger guys see what kind of depth there really is. Cause in my mind, there's not much depth on this team or in this franchise right now. Yeah, and I mean, even even if you can see some of Garrett Hampson in the outfield and yeah. also plug him in some at second base or wherever, put, put him in at second and move McMahon over to third for a game and give Nolan a day off or something like that. But I mean, it's something that I, I don't even know if the Rockies front office understands it. I mean, we'll see this offseason if they do. But this team has beyond no depth. Right. And I mean, if you look at the minor league records of the teams, I mean, when you're playing 140, 144 games in a season, usually it's it's not a small sample size. The last time the Rockies, as a triple-A team or a double-A team, had a winning record was 2016. And that was with Hartford when they went 74 and 67. So it's not like... I, I, they were seven games above 500. 
Yeah. The last time Albuquerque had a, well, I shouldn't even say Albuquerque. The last time the Rockies had a winning team at the AAA level, they were not in Albuquerque. They were in Colorado Springs still. That was yeah, 2012. That. Yeah. And, and to me, that's telling. I mean, it really is, you know, and, and I know some are quick to poo-poo the minor league records and everything else, but I, I can tell you, and again, from, from a guy who, who grew up in Tulsa, who, who watched the drillers when Nolan and John Gray and Chad Bettis and Trevor Story and all those guys were coming up through, and then to watch the drillers switch over to the Dodgers AA affiliate. I can tell you the success that the drillers had at the Rockies level versus the success the drillers had at the Dodgers level has been night and day. And and that's the scary part to me as a guy who, you know, yes, we're media, but we want we want the Rockies to do well. Let's be honest here. But you see the talent that is still coming up through the Dodgers minor leagues, you know, and we're going to see some Gavin Lux, I have a feeling, here real soon. Uh, you know, they have guys like that still lurking in the wings that, to be honest, the Rockies simply do not at the moment. Now, also, too, I mean, you have to think. Now, granted, the Dodgers have a lot more money than the Rockies have, and money can get you a lot of things. But they've won the division. I mean, you, you, they're going to win the division this year. I, there's, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, <laughs> so um, they've won the division every year since, what, 2012? Yeah. So it's not like they're getting first round. Uh, they're getting top ten in the first round of draft picks. That's true. And their draft picks have been way, 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 way better than the Rockies. And you also have to consider for the Rockies the last time, what well, with the exception of Brendan Rodgers who made his debut this year, and, and I mean he only played in twenty five games before he was injured. The last time, uh, the last. Rocky drafted in the first round to make his major league debut as Kyle Freeland. He was drafted by Dan O'Dowd. Yeah. That was five years ago. And you also have to consider, under the brightest era of being GM, that the only one who's even made his major league debut, or is even close to making his major league debut, was Rogers. Jeff Breidich was the farm director before he was GM. What's he doing? Well, and you know, and you and I talked about how the Rockies did not have a draft pick in the 2017 draft because of the Desmond qualifying offer with the Rangers, you know, and 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 it's to me, you've got to look at, you know, and my God, we're not going to crucify Ian Desmond again, I don't think, but. We, we've got to look at if you give up a first round pick for a guy that you think is going to make a difference, does he make a difference? And there have been flashes for me and Desmond now ever since he came over before the 2017 season. But we know stat wise, everything else wise, it has not been a good pick. And I mean, you said you didn't want to crucify Ian Desmond. I will. Um, I can take the heat. Um, so, I mean, so then that period of time that I was talking about how the Rockies got swept by the Dodgers and all this, he's hitting 238 with a 293 on base percentage, five homers and 19 RBI. 
He's played in 53 of those, I think it was 64 games. Yep. And you signed him for five years and $75 million. And mind you, in the first place, he played left and center field for the Texas Rangers for one year. And he played shortstop before that. So let's give a five-year contract to a guy who's never played first base to play first base. It yeah. makes all the sense in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, it'll be, I think, dissected forever, that move. And you can really say, was that the the veering off point? And, you know, back to, to what we were talking about earlier, though, I think that we know what Ian Desmond's going to bring. He does not need to play anymore in the outfield unless there's just no other alternative. You know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of these veteran guys and, and I'm even going to throw Charlie in there. I'm going to throw Nolan in there, but their at bats need to be minimal the rest of the month. I understand competitive advantage and everything else, but guys, the Rockies are not competitive right now, rolling out a, a strong lineup every day. So why not see? These young guys under fire, you still got six games left at Dodger Stadium just this month. You know, that walk-off series that we talked about back in June, that's the only time this team has been to L.A. this year. They still got six with the Dodgers. So let's put them in the crucible and let's see what happens under fire. And um, on the Dodgers, how I was talking about their um, their draft picks, just since um, Breidich has been GM for the Rockies, um, they drafted Walker Bueller in 2015. That was the same draft where the Rockies took Brendan Rodgers. In 2016, they had Will Smith, who's been pretty good for them this year. Yep. Um, catching, because, I mean, he's played in 37 games, and he has a 1.7 war. Yep. Um, Lux was drafted in um, 2016 as well by the Dodgers in the first round. But, I mean, even if you're looking a little bit later, uh, 2014, that was the year that um, Freeland was drafted by Dan O'Dowd. They had Alex Verdugo in the second round. And in the third round, in 2016, they drafted Dustin May, who's been a pretty good pitcher for them this year. And I, he's just making his Major League debut. But, I mean... You're still you're looking you're looking third, fourth round for some of these guys, and they're still pitching better than or not pitching, playing better or playing at the major league level more than the Rockies have, and the Rockies have had higher draft picks. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's you know as we've said on previous podcasts, there's two things that the Rockies have to do in the off season. And in my mind, at least, and certainly no pitch in here, but I, I think that they've got to rebuild pitching. And I think that they've got to rebuild their farm system. They've got to rebuild the depth because if they don't do that, this razor thin level that they've had that has been shown this year. And granted, I know, I know the whole opening week rotation is on the IL right now. I get that. And I know that it's really hard for any team to have five pitchers come up to fill in for your opening five. I get that completely. But at the same time, wouldn't you expect that you'd have one or two who might be able to fill in? And maybe Peter Lambert is that guy. We'll find out tonight when he opens up uh, at Dodger Stadium. You know, maybe we'll keep seeing growth from him. You know, I mean, these are the things that we've got to hope for. 
if, if this team is really going to compete is that some of these younger guys show their medal this last month of the season so that you feel like going into the off season, okay, there's, there's some hope. There's some depth there. And maybe you don't rely on them like the Rockies are right now every day, but you can rely on them if a guy goes on a 10-day IL next year. Yeah, and I mean, as we kind of alluded to a few minutes ago, of the pitchers that are on the Rockies' active roster right now, how many of them should actually be on a major league roster? Yeah. I would I would contend maybe three. And that would be Estevez, Jairo Diaz, and maybe, maybe Jake McGee. That he's borderline. But I mean, th- that's the thing. I mean, like, like you just said, you can't replace the entire starting staff and you, you aren't going to have, most teams aren't going to have five starting pitchers ready in AAA that can just come in and pitch really well. But I mean, the bullpen. The, uh, the the super bullpen thing. I think we've discussed this before. Yep. I, I mean that that's obviously dead in the water. That's uh, Wade Davis isn't that good, especially at Coors Field. He he can't pitch at Coors Field. Simple as that. Um, but I think coming into the season, I mean, you and I were kind of viewed as skeptics. Um, yes. Look. And we thought, what was that? I said, yeah, just a little bit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Considering you were booed for saying the Rockies wouldn't make the playoffs, right. and now they're twenty plus right. games out of the playoff hunt, the, the, the torch um, pitch for or whatever yeah. it is. Yep. Yeah. So, but I don't think any of us expected that the Rockies would go downhill so fast and and so so mind bogglingly bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I expected regression from Kyle Freeland. I didn't expect him on September 2nd to be with a 3 and 11 record with a 7 ERA. So, but the thing is I think uh part of it is a fan and part of it with front office they expected everybody to leap forward. Yeah. I mean, there's even guys like Marquez. He he took a step back this year. I I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. And I mean, you have to realize at some point, hey, maybe our talent evaluation, we shouldn't be expecting 25, 30, 35 guys to all be getting better in a season. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, so let, let's talk about that for just a minute. Uh, so, you know, and it's funny you say that because that was something I was thinking about this morning. The guys this year who really showed a step forward, you know, I can think of Ryan McMahon. Uh, I will throw Tappy in there, and, and I've been one of his biggest critics, but I will tell you, at the plate at least, Tappy has shown some flash. Uh, I think he's getting a little bit better on defense. Uh, you know, I think Diaz has taken a step forward this year. Um, Oberg. Oberg, definitely. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it, but the list starts getting a little short at that point, too. Um, you know, and uh, David Dahl. Oh, Dahl, of course. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. But, you know, and, and certainly Nolan's having a great season. Trevor's having a great season. But I think we expected those, the core, 
you know, Charlie, I think we expected all of them to have a great season. It was about the young guys and taking that next step. And, you know, there, there haven't been a ton that have done that this year. Yeah. And I, that's just like, like we said, talent evaluation and depth. Yep. And part of it, uh, part of the depth comes with the draft picks. And like we were saying with the draft picks of, with the exception of Brendan Rogers, the guy who's closest to the major leagues right now is Tyler Nevin of the first round draft pick. Yep. And he's in double A. Mind you, he hit two forty nine in double A this year. Well. So I mean he had thirteen homers and sixty some RBIs, and today's the last day of Hartford season. Um so I mean it's not terrible, but I mean he's a double A. Yep. Yeah, and, and I you know I think going back to what we we first started talking about, so it's twenty minute mark here, so wanna, you know, kinda wrap up. But I, I think going back just tonight, you know, what you're seeing when Lambert takes the mound, what you're seeing when Chi Chi takes the mound, what you're seeing with Antonio takes the mound, because those are your three rocky starters coming up. And you look on the other side with Bueller, Maeda, and Ryu. And it, it doesn't bode well. Let's be perfectly honest here. It doesn't because this is not a Dodgers team that's going to take its foot off the gas in any way, shape, or form. And trust me, you know all those Dodger guys that knew the Rockies were so close last year, didn't get over the hump, had so many people pick the Rockies to knock them off this year, you know that they're going to take great pleasure in stepping on their throats a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, right now I've – they're going to be considering the place that they're in. They're they're going to have a fun weekend. Yeah, and I mean, it's it, I I think you and I were talking about this before. I mean, at least for me personally, I'd be shocked if they aren't swept this weekend yeah. or this week. Shocked. Yeah, yeah. You know, they head from here to San Diego. Last time they head to San Diego this year, and and I was there for that four game series where they won one out of four with the Padres. Uh, back in late July, and I mean it's yeah, it's ah, uh, um, <laughs> I, I wish we had answers. Uh, we don't, obviously. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing that we've got to watch, and and then certainly chime in here, Noah. Biggest thing I'm watching this whole week, Dodgers and Padres, is just how do these young guys fit in? How does Bud play them? And what do they do to actually earn a spot? next year for consideration on the roster. And I'm telling you, the big guy I'm zooming in on this whole thing is Antonio Sensatella. Yeah. I think well and he won't be pitching in the um in this series, but the main two I'm looking at for September for the pitching staff are Sensatella and Jeff Hoffman. Yep. And I mean in general with the Rockies, I mean since the minor league season is ending today and at least in the upper minors, none of the teams are making it to the postseason. Albuquerque's not even close. Um, so I'll be interested to see who gets called up. We've heard rumblings that Drew Butera might be added to the 40-man as a third catcher and brought up. You'll probably see maybe Josh Fuentes, Noel Cuevas, uh, probably Rico Garcia again, DJ Johnson. 
But then, I mean, after that, I mean, I'm looking at the isotopes right now, and I mean, you don't have a ton of guys, especially on the 40-man, who can contribute, and that's part of the thing with the depth. But, I mean, so hopefully we can see here in the next few weeks whether or not there's some players that can develop and be a key cog for next year. So I'm going to throw out a prediction here um, that I'm going to predict – Chi-Chi's start tomorrow night is depending on if he stays on the 40-man roster anymore this year. And and why I say that is I think the Rockies are very interested to see if Chris Russon still has something. And his last start, he did very well in Albuquerque. And I think that if Chi-Chi has another short, horrific outing like he has the last few times, uh, then I think you're looking at him being DFA'd, and I would I would not be surprised if Russell was added in there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he um, if Russell's added, and then the other one that would need a forty man spot has been both. Yes, that's another one as well. So, and good point. And I think we're all salivating to see what Bowden can do at the major league level. So. All right. Hey, Noah, appreciate it. Uh, obviously, we'll be watching, seeing what happens here, and uh, hope, uh, as always, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate that. Yep, absolutely. No yep. problem. And, uh, hey, thanks thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, certainly, we love your comments, your feedback. Uh, reach out to us at RocksPileFS on Twitter. Uh, certainly, you're always welcome to drop a line at the bottom of this article. Let us know what is going on, what you'd like to hear, because – there's a lot that we're still going to be talking about this upcoming month here on the Rocks File Rockies Report. I'd like to hear because there's a lot that we're still going to be talking about this upcoming month here on the Rocks File Rockies Report. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.